Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers <laughs> over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. February 13th, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. You, that's not your fault, for what it's worth. That had been like Rash <laughs> comes in, the microphone comes straight off the thing. I'm just gonna uh, use the other uh, mic, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna move to the other one, not have to deal with that. I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> one of Spears' buddies did that. So we're gonna have to. Uh, well, I think it's just a screw situation. Yeah, but and nobody's decided to like screw it back. <laughs> Is this news to you, Scoots? Uh, no, I had tried to fix it last week. I guess I didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> it's all right. We'll figure it. He's yeah. on the other one. He sounds fine. Yeah, we? we'll be fine. Okay, good deal. Good morning, everybody. Today, just off the jump, going to be a really text-heavy day. We got to give back to the textures. There's not a ton that has changed from yesterday to today. Calipari spoke with the media. We'll talk about that, obviously. Huge text day today. We're going to a lot of text over the weekend, a lot of text yesterday. We just didn't get to them. So that will be the plan on today's radio show on the Thornton's text line. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. Always fun to just find blood on your hand and not really know mm. exactly where or how that came about. Ooh, but, that uh, happened this weekend. A uh, dog just bleeding out of the side of his face. The dog? Yeah. Uh, I'd be concerned about that. Is everything okay? I don't know. We're going to the vet today, so I'm a little concerned Is about that. Like, it's like a scratch or a... It's like an abscess. It's, uh, yeah, so yeah. not good. He's older. Yeah, they'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get him to the right people in the right hands. Scooch, you bleeding anywhere? Bleeding? I'm not bleeding. No. I mean... My uh, brain's bleeding, bleeding a little bit because I'm so tired. But you had a long day yesterday. I did have a long day. Hey, yesterday. you you did great though, buddy. We Thanks. we I, I agreed. I think you largest glycod audience ever had to be. Did you see the numbers on it? Steve? I didn't see the numbers. Yeah, no, that's it's one of those things. So last night was a weird situation for me because I knew that was going to be a a big time watched game. But I always go into the mindset of every broadcast that literally nobody's watching or listening. So that dichotomy of trying to trying to straighten all that out, like, hey, get past my nobody's listening thing because there were, I know, a ton of people watching. So yeah, it was fun. Fun game. Those both those teams are a lot of fun. And and I'll I'll rehash what Roush said yesterday in regards to St. X. TJ, you all got a squad. Thanks. I did it. <laughs> you <laughs> all you. got a squad. Thank you. It's fun to watch him on Glycod and hear Scooch on the call with Coach. Who, who's Coach again? Uh, Mark Evans. Mark Evans. He was at Mercy for a oh, long wait, time. Oh, wait. That was Evans that was with you? Yeah. Do you know Mark? 
very well. Okay. He, uh, he, kn- he didn't that, drop any, he didn't say any swear words. That, That's that good job, Mark. That guy knows everybody. I swear. When we go into a gym, he's, he, I had to turn his mic down three or four times last night during the game, even though I wasn't the producer because there would somebody be somebody stopped by. And I don't know if he understands the concept of taking his headset off, but he would just sit there and talk to him. And I'm like, Mark, you can't do this. Like, <laughs> He knew everybody in that gym. Oh, he's last he's night. a big. Uh, I was uh, at the Sweet Sixteen a couple years ago. Ran into him, and he was just sitting on like the third or fourth row, just holding court. Like people are just coming to and from, just to say say the piece and That's the go life. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they love him. He's a very nice guy. Saint X was up big. Mail made a ferocious comeback. I don't think ever tied it or took the lead, but made things interesting there. Late, yeah, they got it to one. Yeah, free throws had to had to seal the deal. Scoots, I will. It's not even a criticism because that's the wrong word for it. But the only thing that I would yeah, this is this is TJ and Roush put on our uh, we're we're giving you your report card. Yeah, yeah, hit me. Yeah. So like your your voice, your your radio voice, really good. It's fun to hear it. W- love when you put the the big game voice on. You get professional. <laughs> it, it's, it's great. A, yeah, yeah. you are good. I mean, I mean that. I mean that literally. You, sa- you. you don't sound like old Scooter Dingus in the mornings on radio <laughs> when you're calling those games. You did a good job. I will say you and Coach dropped the ball on the whole clock controversy thing. What, and that, that needed to be addressed to the audience. What What are you talking about? How Saint X ran like 30 seconds and Mail just decided not to start the clock, and then Coach Klein went ballistic about it, and you, you made no reference to any of it. I don't know if I recall that. I might have missed that. Uh, I, that's, that's, you that's, know, that's on Coach, though. That's on Coach. Because okay. yeah. that play-by-play guy needs to be, oh, you're just calling the game. You yeah. know, if you see some stuff going on in the – in the stands or the arena, you can't focus on that. You got to call the action. That's on coach to do that. But yes, late in the game, Saint X out of a timeout, like you know, just was chewing up clock and waiting for mail to foul them, and the clock just had not ran on the official scoreboard at the game. Hmm. And Klein freaked out about it. And then, sure enough, with that, when they made that desperation three. And they said 0.7 seconds left. They go and they put more time they back on. They put a second on, yeah. It seemed like the JCPS officials <laughs> were really trying to help out the old JCPS home team there. Uh, it, but it, I was, Jason Frakes tweeted about it, and I was like, oh, that's what was going on there. Because otherwise, I was like, what is what is happening? Why is he so mad all of a sudden? It was also weird, too, that Mayo didn't foul right away. I thought that was strange, too. Yeah, like uh, trying to get a, a, just a steal, I guess. And we we got to have a shot clock in, yeah, in high that, school that, basketball. Yeah, that is... Um, because you you don't notice it until end of game situations, and then you're like, "What? Why? Why are we turning this into a free throw competition? Mm-hmm. You should you should have to keep playing. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to just hold the ball." Uh, according to somebody in the crowd Friday night, Kentucky one of only three states that doesn't have it. I don't buy that. I Gosh, think every no, there's more than that because Indiana doesn't either. Yeah, there, there there's more than that. Uh, I'm I'm with you, Scoot. But they do need. It, to, it may be that Kentucky's one of three states that doesn't have it. Just period. But then again, when they do like the grind session or something like that in state, they'll have a shot clock for that, won't they? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. I I just remember every year I'm like at around the Sweet 16 time. I'm not a huge high school basketball guy. I know there's a lot of people that follow it closer than I do. I like it, but I'm just not as into it as others are. But I'll tweet out like, just a reminder, Kentucky's got to go to a shot clock, and there will be three or four people that will just not stop tweeting me nonstop being like, you're wrong. We don't need a shot clock. It's the last thing we need. It will make the game worse. I mean, they just no capacity will make the game worse. They just changed the rule to now college basketball is the only level, not only the only level with halves, but also the only one that does one-on-one. So high schools moved to oh, really? five fouls 
uh, per quarter, and then you just shoot two free Every, throws. College yeah. basketball's got to switch that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they just they, they have to. But, Scooch, you did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see Sanex win. The wife went to Mail, so it was nice to get to rub it in. We were watching a show, and she was like, what are you watching? I was like, Sanex Mail. She was like, you don't still care. I was like, it's time, it, it, Scooch is on the call, all right? Scooch is on, and I do care about Sanex basketball, but Scooch is on the call. It, I um my here here's here's my uh Scoots uh scouting report cuz right. and in the worst part for me too is Duke uh took a nap yesterday so it took him forever to go to sleep it was a whole pain in the ass so I couldn't I, I watched some of it but I had to have it turned down cuz I'm trying to get in the whole point is I want to hear Scoots uh but I did enjoy early on when uh Edlin went to the line and He's good. And Evans is like, he's an 87% free throw shooter. This is both. Yeah, and you said, oh, well, I'm blaming that one on you, Mark. <laughs> Which, that was some great self-awareness. And my one uh, critique is, Scoots, love the energy you get on some of those big plays. You you can you can unbutton that top button a little bit, though. I wanted to see Ooh. wacky Scoot because they had some segments there where it was just like, Points, points. It was a good points, game. Points, yeah, yeah. And you, and it's so. I, I, I there, there was a, a point where I was like, man, I just kind of want to see the uh, unhinged scoots uh, who's sleep deprived and just like, can you believe what we're seeing right now? So you know, I, I, it was great. I thought you brought the energy, but hey, I, I, I'll take a little bit more of big X scoots sprinkled in with your glycod scoots i mean i was tired roush i was out of breath it was back and forth there's only so much i could do <laughs> really was. there was there was one segment there where i think we went we played like a minute and a half and each team had five or six possessions it was nuts just back and forth it's it's fun the 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 games that i've watched this year i, I will say that about kentucky high school basketball i watched the sales play cuffcath male saint x x to sales I mean, these are all top 25 teams in the state. So, yes, of course, they're a little Should bit better. Should be a high-level play. But the way that they can score so quickly and take advantage of their opponent's turnovers, it's 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 impressive. Um, and at, I will say that. like Most of these offenses at the top and the top 10, top 20 in the high school rankings in Kentucky, they don't necessarily need a shot clock with the way they play. It's mm-hmm. not like they're taking 45 a minute per possession. They want to get up and down the court as well. I was like... Some of the St. X's outlet passes, how they just yeah. grab a rebound and just chuck it. I was like, that is so much fun to watch. <laughs> they didn't always work, but a lot of times they did. They'll play fast. My shot clock thing is more just in like the last two or three minutes. Yeah. It's just like, hey, we want to win the game. This isn't how we normally play, but there's no rules stopping us from just holding exactly. this bad boy. So, uh, sorry. Like, we're going to just do this to try to win the game. So, By the way, only 12 states use a shot clock. Only 12 use them. Mm, my guy in the crowd I, was way off. I do think there are a bunch of states that have it like the private leagues use it if they want to, or like, Mm -hmm. you know, the single a private division, they'll use it, but only 12 use it across the board. That's lower than I would have thought. Yeah, that is lower than I would have thought. It's the only, I mean, college uses a shot clock. Obviously any sort of professional level is going to use the shot clock. You draw the line there at high school. And I just don't know if you need to, I know mm-hmm. another thing that always steams my biscuits, Roush, is when people will be like, yeah, you don't know the cost of it. You're, you're going to get some public school that's not going to be able to do it. As long as you have a human, another human, that can push a button and then push the button again, push the button again, you've got somebody that can do it. It's not that hard. It's not that expensive. But. So 27 states' associations utilize a shot clock in some capacity. Okay, so about half of them. Yeah, that, that sounds a closer a little. I, I would have thought it would be a little bit more than that even, but still – 
interesting all the same. Scooch, you did great. The Tigers did great. They're on a war path. They beat the sales on Friday. They beat Corey Price and my wife's male Bulldogs last night. And the only thing stopping them, probably the Trinity Shamrocks. But, no, in all seriousness, we'll see. Seventh region tournament. Going to be a good time. And did you see the Sweet 16 draw, Roush? Uh, I did not. Well, I knew that it happened, but I also am bad at. Hope you like that Sacred Heart game from Friday night because you're going to get a rematch of it in the first round in the women's bracket. I mean, that's so seven stupid. versus ten. So first stupid. round, day two. So the best two teams in the state, two teams I think nationally ranked for women's basketball yeah. across the country. Uh, they will most likely, unless there's an upset in their regionals or their districts, they will meet in the first round. And then the six-seven. Roush on the men's side, DeSales St. X, 6th region, 7th region, they would have a second-round matchup potentially. Okay. So quarterfinal there, uh, maybe. We'll see. Oh, Scoots, also, I think you got a little confused last night about like the Kentucky High School Basketball Tournament. You said the next time St. X and Mayo meet, it'd be for all the marbles. The next time they well, meet would be for the district championship, yeah. which is just a meaningless well, game. Yeah. That's marbles. No. There's marbles yeah. there. I mean, it is was, a championship. My point was just that the next game's more important than this one was. Not really. I mean, yeah. not really. Actually, yeah. I mean, it, like, because you get they're doing the, seeding for the seventh. Well, region. does, That's does their that district game. have a bye? Who ours? Yes. Because okay, I don't think so. All no. right, because that in some of them, if you get the one seed, then you're automatically get the bye into the region to the championship. Re- not or to, the, to just the semifinal. Yeah, and then I think gotcha. that means you would be good enough to the. I think if I'm not mistaken, but either way. Um, but they'll they'll play again for the district championship, and it won't be like, you know, the loser doesn't go home necessarily, yeah, but the loser I'll, will have to play a, a region cha- or a district champion. All the marbles was the wrong word. Speaking yeah. of losers. Now, next time next time they meet, it'd be for all the marbles, <laughs> potentially. We, we need loser to talk, would go home that one. We week. need to talk about the biggest losers, though. The TV show, the biggest loser. No, uh, Manual. They wouldn't play San X this year. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> what? Yeah. There's got to be more to it than that. They wouldn't play him. Couldn't just be chicken because, like, in, you know. They lose to him every year. You see it at all level in basketball where it's just like, you know, who cares? We want to play the best of the best so we can kind of see where we're at, get the learning experience. They they didn't want to ball out against They didn't the want Tigers. to play him. It's kind of like Holy Cross couldn't play into sales because they kept losing. I got manual next Monday. I like these Monday games, Scoots. I can check them out when you're. I, I like Mondays, too. Yeah, it, It's probably the worst college basketball night. Yeah. And last night. Duke Wake Forest was fine. Boy, I tell you what, a lot of people said this would happen. I thought it would happen on like a big March run roush, Final Four, playing for a title game. Shire, incredibly unlikable. He's the most annoying coach on the sideline, this side of like Tom Crean. He pumps up the crowd every two seconds. It, it, he oh, gave like the rep the, the business, like, hey, I'm just trying to coach. Stop talking to me. Like, I'm just trying, I'm coaching my kids. Get away. He like did like the whole storm off and pumped up the crowd while he was storming away. The, you, you had the one Big Duke uh, guy in the crowd, too, that had the WWDD chain on, too, that was like 50-year-old uh, chubby old man. I only saw that. I didn't see it in real time, but I, I saw it all. Well, that was the funny part is I saw Bobby Regan tweet it out <laughs> and then go downstairs. Brooke has the game on, and there's that loser just sitting right there. Couldn't get away from him. <laughs> Inescapable. Duke escapes from Wake Forest at home in a game that – could have gone the other way, but they held on. And then Kansas, holy smokes, not sure if you all saw that score. They lose yeah. by 29 Yikes. on the road when it was like a 19-point game and the riding was on the wall. Bill Self said, I'm, I'm leaving early tonight. He got tossed. It was a blowout. What was it, 79 to 50? Yeah. 50 points for Kansas. 
when we were talking about who we wouldn't mind Kentucky seeing or not seeing, I always said I wouldn't mind seeing Kansas. But Cats have their own problems, obviously, and we'll see if they've made any ground on those problems tonight when they take on Mississippi. Chris Beard, a candidate for SEC Coach of the Year, if not for probably Lamont Paris, he would be likely your shoe in there. Ole Miss having a really good year for their standards and especially where they were last year, showcasing that a coach can come in in one year, Roush, and turn things around relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. I can never – got to look up the date of this other game. I'll do it here momentarily. But, boy, Roush, if you would have told me, hey, on February 13th, UK is going to play a must-win game, I would have not believed you. I would have nope. said, all right, what's the caveat? Like, must win for the conference, just based on, like, the way that – but must win for the one or two seed in the SEC tournament? What do you mean? But no, no, like, for the program standards, they've got to find a way to win tonight or things are going to be miserable. Miserable. I don't even want to think about the alternative. I mean, we'll, we will. We'll talk about it, unfortunately. But that Missouri game in 2013, when Missouri came to town, Alex Oriaki had transferred there from UConn. We thought Kentucky we were going to get Oriaki. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kentucky was out in New Orleans at that point. The season was slipping away, and you felt like if the Cats were going to make the tournament, they had to beat Missouri at home. And that may have been game day game. If not game day game, it was a late night Saturday game where everybody was getting all sorts of rowdy for. And guess what, Roush? The Cats did win that one. It did not propel them to the NCAA tournament. However, if they didn't lose to Kevin Stallings and Vanderbilt in the first round, they would have gone to the tournament. Right. So this is the only other regular season game in the Calipari era I can think at think of that has as much stake stakes are this high i prefer medium rare yeah 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 you want it still moon a little bit of rare maybe yeah only depends on how quality the i'll get medium rare really nice steakhouse i ain't risking it at just kind of your run-of-the-mill place yeah yeah no can't do it well but i trust a nice steakhouse to know how to cook a proper meat about to get my cow Oh, that's yeah. That's, I thought you had already had it. Yeah, it, when do you get it? Uh, it, it, they they took them to the uh, the farm. <laughs> yeah, well, they took them away from the farm. <laughs> the rainbow so, bridge. So, so they they get to dry them out a little bit and uh, should be ready soon because I that's one thing. Uh, I was having this conversation with one of my friends when they brought their food over for the Super Bowl it was in one of those Jeff Ruby's to go bags. It's so like, oh, you brought steaks for all of us. He's like, no, no, we got the to go. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified about ruining a very nice steak. So, you know, there's like part of you that gets a little apprehensive. Um, I'm mostly saying this so I don't have to think about what would happen if Kentucky did lose to Missouri because steaks really good. The steaks tonight pretty high. I'm hoping we get a repeat performance of what happened uh, the last time Jamarian Sharp was. Oh, that was at Rupp. Remember yeah, that? I wouldn't mind Oscar coming back either for that one as Grabbing well. Grabbing 28 boards. Yeah, gosh, you were like, I, I remember people being like, Oscar, it's just Link that really bothers them. And I know it's Western Kentucky, but this game, I would keep an eye. 20, 28 rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> you blink, it's just another rebound, another rebound, another rebound. Sharp couldn't even stay out there on the floor with them. Yeah. but And, and, it, and, and he's not going to play a huge role tonight, but we'll see. Did you see the uh, block the South Carolina guy had on him the other no. day? Mm-mm. So, it, but it, close game, and Sharp has a chance to dunk it to either cut it to two or tie it. And it wasn't um, – it was the the hyphenated guy uh, that, that their kind of post player stuffed him at the rim. And it's – that was the kind of last momentum play that got South Carolina over the hump. But Ole Miss is a fine team in year one under Chris Beard where 
he's coaching his brains out to get them to be a fine team, but not enough to where they're they're being difference makers. So Kentucky, they they cannot let Ole Miss linger around. Um, I do. A uh, friend of the program sent in a fun theory. You know, teams teams are starting pretty hot against Kentucky, right? Well, they are. Here's the thing about Ole Miss. Last night, Raw was in town. He didn't get a chance to do a shoot around at Rupp. Mm. Might be a little cold. Like where your head's at with that. I mean, Kentucky's been down by 10 points to start pretty much every game at Rupp this season. So let's just not do that. And You weren't were kidding about that block. That was awesome. Yeah. It's a tough look for like a seven foot four dude. Yeah, to get <laughs> to, stuffed yeah, that badly. Get taken away from the rim and it wasn't even, you know, nobody seemed all that shocked by it. It would be. Can we can we get to a. a like, I, I said for the longest time, it's like, I just want Rob coming off the bench. I just want Rob coming off the bench. Can we. Can we just get whoever's out there first to not fall down by ten points? Is there is there there's gotta be one of those five out there, right? They gotta be existing somewhere. And maybe Trey Mitchell's in it. We got some We'll talk encouraging a lot about news. this game. Cal did give some injury updates. We'll get to that here momentarily, but it's a big one against Mississippi tonight. And Kentucky's more talented than Mississippi. The talent thing hasn't been the issue for UK this year. You haven't gone into too many games where or any games, not one, not one where the opposing team has had more talent. Uh, yeah, no, you haven't. Um, you've played teams that are better basketball teams than you. Yeah, that much is obvious. But, Roush, where the difference has been this year for UK is, in large part, just intensity, effort, mm-hmm. 50-50. The small things that at Kentucky you should just automatically assume happen, but with this team, they're not happening. And that's the... That's the M.O. of Chris Beard teams, but especially this one at Ole Miss. They are physical. They're tough. They're scrappy. They know they have to do those little things to give themselves a chance, and Chris Beard has given them confidence and just kind of beaten that into their brains that if you don't do those small little things, you're going to lose. So you're going to get a team that's probably going to, at least if the last five games would would be in the indication, they're going to play harder than Kentucky. So match that. Match it and blow them out. If there was ever a time Calipari needed a big, comfortable, easy win, similar to like last week's against Vandy, but you followed that up with another home loss, it would be tonight. You need to win. You have to win. So we're going to talk about that the entire show. We'll give you that injury update that Calipari shared on his coach's show. He had a lot to say last night, and I have a lot to say about what he has to say. And a lot of texters on the Thornton Stexlon have a lot to say. So it's going to be a fun show for you today. We're all... Kind of on edge with this UK basketball situation, but we'll get through it together and we'll have some laughs and we'll have some fun with it and we'll keep seeing what's up in Scoot's life. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. This is funky. Little Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras. Who's getting us getting down? I didn't think about Fat Tuesday. I could have oh, played yeah. on that today. We're Almost getting fat. some beads for you, Scoots. I'd have taken them. I'd have maybe even lifted my shirt for you. Whoa. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great oversized Tuesday. We got Ash Wednesday tomorrow. 
Everybody thought about what they're going to be giving up for Lent this year? Scoots? I I mean, I don't know if I can do it just because of my addictive personality, but I have absolutely have to give up beer, alcohol. I, I have to. If, if I can't do it for Jesus, what can I do it for? I mean, I'm... Scoot, you're just such a like. He is the star of the show. We're nothing. <laughs> we are nothing. Scoots, that's so that's so lovely to you to hear you say that. Although it's somewhat concerning that it seems to be so drastic that you need to stop <laughs> drinking booze. I just know it would really it, it would well. I'd get, I'd be in better health. I'd lose some weight. I, my uh, face has gotten way too chubby over the last year or two. So, here, Scoots, so here's here's my thing because I'm somewhat with you. In that, because uh, I've been doing the diet and exercising thing, and I've like, I just, I, I'm much more. I like the way I feel with it. I don't, I don't like, I don't like the day after, the day after just being sluggish, slow, not as much fun. So uh, you, th- there could be just a hey, maybe, maybe just no weeknight beers. How about that? Yeah, maybe I could try that. That, that it's like whenever Trevor, we, we got him to just agree no fried food except for fried fish. Well, there's only. That's true. He did it. He did it for a little while, and then yeah. one time for Nick Coffee, he stopped drinking sodas and lost about like thirty five pounds, like in a month Jeez. or two, just by not drinking sodas. So, Scoots, maybe you just make a small change and see if that yeah. works. What if I drink only water? That would be huge. I mean, if you do that, you will over the course of like forty five days, you'll lose, lose a, a lot ton of weight. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll do that. Do it. Maybe. I just worry that you're going to see Gil throwing them back, and you're going to be like, oh, no, I can't that's, let him Well, that's long. the thing. It'd be easy because Gil doesn't throw them back. He never throws them back? He drinks maybe once a month. Maybe once a month. And it's typically when he goes over to some of his buddies' house. He'll he'll bring some beers with him. He doesn't I, – I rarely see him drink. I mean, it it has to take a pretty horrible day for him to come home. If, if he ever comes home from work and he's got a case of beer in his hands, I know it's been a bad day, and he's going to pour about two of those in a glass and just chug them. And that's that's what he does. That's Gil. He he goes for the quick buzz, and then yeah, he doesn't really drink anymore. What what's he giving up for Lent? You think? Is he a religious man? Um, not so much. No. Okay, we'll have to talk to him about that. So I'm, I'm not. I, I, whoa, that was my mic. I think he. Be, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to say he believes in God, but I just I don't think he's religious. Kind of like me. This year, for one, Fair enough. I'm uh, I, I'm not going to go so far as you, Scoots, but um, so I here's the, here's the thing. Once upon a time, my girlfriend and I at the time were drinking at Keeneland. Outback girl? No, my wife. Uh, <laughs> and we were drinking at Keeneland, and I was like, oh, I could run a half marathon, no problem. And we had a wager, and if I didn't run the half marathon, then I would have to take her to a Sam Hunt concert. Never took her to that concert. He's coming to town next weekend. I don't think my wife wants to go to that concert. So instead, I'm just going to finally run, do the damn thing. And, you know, it's 150 this year. I, I've been running the last week. I've liked it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick to it. And that also will keep me off the booze. Wait, you're too. doing the marathon or the mini? No, no, no mini. Just okay. the mini. Yeah. I asked my buddy, I was like, hey, this was like back around Christmas. I was like, you want to do the mini this year? I've never done it before. I've always wanted to do it. I was like, you, you, want, to, you want to do it? And he was like, no. Couldn't think of anything. Couldn't think of anything less that I'd I'd want to do. Um, my my ordeal is I want to at least just say I did one. And the last time when I had this wager, it was before we were getting married. And I was like, oh, that'll be a good way for me to lose weight. And I did a pretty good job of training. Did a ten mile long run. So I'm like, oh, well, that's basically it right there. Yeah. Uh, and then 
the one day that we had to do our stupid Catholic retreat thing where we had these old people talking to us about birth control, natural life planning, what they call it. Um, Sounds riveting. I yeah, would, it was. It was just interested in hearing more. Bore your eyes out. It was the only day we could do it was that Saturday of the mini. So didn't do it. Mm. So this year I've just got to suck it up, Buttercup. I would normally. I would say I would do it with you. Um, this is kind but, of around baby time. But see that the baby time thing. That's just, you're just in like survival mode. Like the thing is that will be three weeks after the baby, which is plenty of time. Like where I'm not going to be too busy necessarily. It'd be longer after the baby, right? No, I think it's like the 27th, right? Yeah. It's about three weeks. Okay, okay. Um, maybe four, depending on when the baby comes. I just don't know how much training you do like the, during those two or three weeks right when the baby is born. I wonder if that messed me up or not. Y'all think you could do the mini in under two hours? No. no. I, I'm I'm a 10-minute mile kind of guy, so it would be change. I don't even know if I could do it. Um, I think adrenaline and seeing everybody else, I'd probably See, push me through it where I would do it, but I've never done one. I've wanted to do it. My that That's my thing is like when you see all the other people, you don't understand the psychological effect that it has on you. And that that's what it is for me. Because uh, if I can run a long way by myself, you, you mean you just get bored mm-hmm. doing the same thing for two hours. So, so just suck it up. I'm going to do it. And this is my starting. I guess I guess I get a running and then get fat tonight. What do we? What's on, what's the best thing on the menu for Fat Tuesday? No, Fat Tuesday coming just two days after Super Bowl Sunday just makes me feel like gross. Yeah, yeah. gluttonous pig. Yeah, mm-hmm. May, maybe if, a humongous human. If we could to go with the if I was in Lexington, it's uh, Bourbon Toulouse, just so good. Is there what's the good Cajun place in Louisville? Love good Cajun food. Got any recs? There was sex that, line. There was that place uh, near. Well, it's technically J-Town, although I cannot believe that part of town is called J-Town, where that uh, Brownies is. The Brownies moved over to that location. There's an Arby's, mm. Kroger. I'm unfamiliar with that kind of part of that view. neck of woods. Yeah. yeah, not familiar with no. it. Uh, yeah. there, there used to be a Cajun place there that had really good gator, but everything else was just kind of okay. And they have been long closed, so I don't even know where the yeah, best like, Cajun Where's place a good in, place to get some jambalaya? Yeah. Popeye's. I don't know if they have jambalaya, but they, it's, they, they have rice. They yeah, do. I don't know if I'll do anything super fat for this Fat Tuesday. I will say it is after um, being at my sister's, they had one of their friends, they, they had a Mardi Gras theme party. We should make Mardi Gras more of a thing. I know, like, it just, you know, you see, like, the footprint coming from Louisiana, like that radius yeah. uh, going into Alabama, even parts of just the panhandle and. All the Gulf Coast. I mean, it's a it's a couple week ordeal. Oh yeah, it's great. And I've got like friends that live down there, and it just seems like they're th- today they're like so sick of parades because it's mm-hmm. just nonstop for them. But today's the the Grand Poopa. It's the big one. My dad went to Mardi Gras once when I was like ten. He came back with he like bought them down there, mm-hmm. but like I mean five thousand beads. He was like, bring them into school. Everybody's gonna love it. But it was the day you know it wasn't even Mardi Gras at that point. Uh, <laughs> He said he had a really good time. I I would believe it. I would I'm just, just not overly interested in like being down in the thick of it today. I would rather be uh, Tramobile, a little bit more tame version of it. Uh, okay, cause, and that's the original home of Mardi Gras. Didn't know that is, uh, Mobile. So there's some fun trivia for you. Uh, it's more so just hey, it's February. Let's celebrate something, right? Like we kind of we get this weird. You get Super Bowl, and then you get Fat Tuesday, and then you get Valentine's Day. Which a lot of people's Valentine's Day plans, Catholics at least, not oh, being able to eat meat. Real, real, uh, 
real morbid Valentine's Day. Is it all meat? or We're all, th- all going to die yeah, eventually. Everybody's got ashes on their head. You never looked hotter. Aren't, aren't you supposed to fast on Ash Wednesday? Uh, you are. Yes. Yeah. But so fasting, you can't eat it all. No, fasting well, can be one meal. Yeah, that, that fasting's like, hey, just don't just eat one big meal. And don't meal. well, and I guess you don't ever want to be gluttonous, but I'm gonna probably be gluttonous on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Let's get to the Thornton sex line. Five. What am I gonna give up? Yeah. Everybody's wondering. I don't know. Uh, between <laughs> either like candy and sweets, which my birthday is always during Lent, or fried food. Which uh, makes the fish aspect of it not yeah, fun that, that's, and difficult. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Uh, have you done I, either of those before? I, so yeah, you, I've done both of them. Well, then do, I challenge you to try something else. Interesting, but this is what I feel like I need in my life. The the donuts is the one for me that I just, like, I, I feel bad after I eat them now. Like, they're so good, and then I'm just like, I feel like garbage. I don't, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, I don't eat donuts enough to have donuts be in the play. If I didn't eat sweet scoots, this is, I, I love the wife. But this is something that I will blame her on. It's her pregnancy thing? Just like her. Or just in general. She just has a sweet tooth. And I like that about her. A lot of people in my family do. I have one. But I normally just try to like, out of sight, out of mind, don't have it in the house. You can't eat it. But she'll always just have, and especially when she's pregnant, she'll always just have a little candy around. Totally understandable. But, man, late at night, it's just like, boop, 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 boop. And I just go and take like, before I know it, I've had like six of them. So I think I'm going to do candy and soft drinks. I'll Ooh, be joining well, you on the water train. You, you okay. Hop off the Sprite train. Although I'll be adding beer back into the equation in March, so it'll mm. be beer and water. Although this has been a moist January and February. Normally, I just do no drinking at all. You See, guys were talking about this, Scoots. This, now we've come full circle on this conversation. Right, right. The mornings, the hangover, stuff like that. I wasn't hungover on Sunday, but like that stinks and that's not fun. But to keep it radio appropriate. The... the dietary the consequences the, yeah just like do you have, sunday morning versus a, no, a normal sunday morning in january and february i was just like oh yeah this is why yeah yeah you just feel gross you know everything feels gross everything's off your body's off see but that's why i think mo- i made it pretty clear what i'm talking yeah, about right? yeah 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 the the moderation like I, I like to have an ice cold bottle of beer with my fried fish sandwich on friday i shouldn't like it's just a beer too well, that'd be fine right in, in March Madness comes around. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what else? Oh, I didn't think about March Madness. That that's the. Oh, it doesn't matter. Indiana won't be in it, so I'll, I'll be able to resist. Well, maybe the cats and the cards will be joining you, Scoots. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. I think the cats are going to be rocking and rolling. Did you call me Tim. Yeah. Who's Tim? Home improvement. Oh, Say, okay. I don't think so, Tim. Uh, you know, there, it's been an interesting reaction since the loss on on Saturday to Gonzaga. The initial 24 hours, everybody miserable, mad, upset, understandably so. And then a little bit of a swing back yesterday, where people were like, "Yeah, this is this stinks, but I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with these guys. I'm gonna roll out the rest of the season and hope we figure this stuff out." And that was nice to see, but it's been frustrating. Cal spoke last night, said DJ and Trey practice. Right? Yep, yep. That's good. You can't play if you don't practice. Great can't play news. if you don't practice. So they're practicing. And then Cal hit on a bunch of the quick hitters about it's not over. He thinks there's a breakthrough coming. They're close. He may play small ball. He that, played the hits, right? That, and I don't like that he's playing the hits. It makes me almost more nervous that he's playing the fan hits now. And what I mean by that is he was saying all the stuff that fans want to hear. But, like, why yeah. are you saying that? I mean, we know why you're saying it now. Well, but but it's also a little, it's a little kiss, buddy. Okay, it, but here's the thing that I liked is that 
that came after Jack Pilgrim shared on the board that they're we're going back to the Toronto lineup, essentially. Going back to playing small ball. Sorry, seven footers. Yes, we'll 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 make you a part of it a little bit, but for the most part, this this rotation thing is getting tightened down. And Cal was re Jack just put it out there before the Cal show. So it it, it, it doesn't feel like it's just fodder, unless this is an orchestrated play. But I also think that I mean, if you're sitting there in a room and you're trying to figure out what the hell's wrong, it it's clear. What yeah. were you doing before the bosses that was good, and what are you doing now that's bad? Well, seven-footers weren't playing. You were just playing small. I mean, right? Not exclusively, but... And injuries also play yeah, a part in that. Yeah. And you couldn't really play small if you didn't have Trey Mitchell. But the overall point being... Is that insert fives? Things have gotten bad. Yes, that's true. I mean, and, at the at its simplest point is while we were so craving to get these seven footers back, probably me more than anybody, or me as much as anybody. That is a direct correlation of like, hey, when did things start hitting a wall? Uh, once you started playing your seven footers regularly, big minutes, frequently, like even you know that Bradshaw game against Florida, I, I would need to see the box score of the minute breakdown there, but it. You know, we were talking. Bradshaw was horrible in that game for a large part, and the storyline was like, "Oh, and then all of a sudden he wasn't terrible." And hey, that was kind of fun. Let's see how far he can come along. Let me look at that box score against. Uh, you gotta played fourteen minutes. Bradshaw twenty six minutes was more than I I thought. But again, yeah, the final cause... ten minutes he was playing pretty well. Mm -hmm. But besides that, nobody. Um, you know. Just Brad Bradshaw played the the bulk of the five, and then when he was out, I guess it was a little onionzo or a little bit of small ball. But get back more to that small ball, and maybe you'll have something there. Cal seems to have come around on that idea. At least he's saying that. But there, I had I had a lot of issues with a couple things he said last night. Not any like not whining, complaining, mad about what he said. It's just he 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 mentioned we've got a zone, we can play a zone, but we don't rebound well out of. Well, you zone. don't rebound well and out of you man. You yeah. rebound well at all. Yeah. You're not a good rebounding team. So, like, again, I don't think a zone works. I don't think it fixes all the issues. I'd still throw it out there every so often just to make the opposing offense have to think for a little bit, just for a possession, and then you can switch it back out of it if you want to. But, like, that is not – I don't like that rationale that you're not going to be a good rebounding team out of the zone. You're not going to be. You're right about that. But you're not a good rebounding team. You wouldn't play a zone to fix rebounding. You'd, fix, you'd play a zone to fix just the – the leaks inside, whether it be a, a penetrator or whether it be a big. You can't pick and roll a zone. I mean, you can try, but there's big guys standing there. The Gonzaga game reminded me of Vegas Vacation, where Clark is in the dam. Plugging and the holes. Plugging the holes. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no matter what, can, it seems like no matter what this defense does or what this team does, they'll try to fix one thing and then just something else will get exposed and, and it'll be an issue. But I do like what you're getting at there with the bigs. There could be something to that. Let's get to the Thornton's text line, the grab-and-go texters. Texter says, uh, hmm. Hong bits for Gil. Maybe bong hits is what they meant. And they wanted to spell it backwards? Yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't do that either. A texter says, anybody see old Evan Daniels in the crowd at the Duke game? Evan Daniels? I did not, but who's he working for? People forget he's the agent. Yeah. No, I, don't, oh, I, I thought he was with an NBA team, but is he just an agent now? Who I wonder who, who he was scouting. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure which. Uh, 
I'm going to probably tweet this at him today. You know, I'm not really like one to to go after looking for social media fights, but do you think uh, any anonymous coaches texted Rob Doster after the Kansas loss last night? Hmm. You think anybody was like, oh, you know, Kansas, they're so easy to beat that archaic offense. Any texts? Hmm. I wonder. And then the first, and I, you know, I, I know when they're doing their, their lives or they're doing their little shows on Field of 68. They'll tweet several things throughout, just like, hey, here's what we're talking about clips, now. Yeah. So, like, jump in here. But the first one I saw, and Kentucky will not make the NCAA tournament, in all caps. And it's like, they can't quit themselves. Like, they just can't help themselves. Yeah. And Kansas loses by 30 tonight, and your lead thing is can- Kentucky's not going to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They, uh, so here's the thing, they too. I- I've learned um, through uh, Peak. And our YouTube presence, you have to do some of the clicky stuff just for like thumbnails and everything. The way you present it, in order for it to get views, it has to be kind of set up a certain way. But it, they, they've gone all in on that. You don't have to do that for everything you do. It's pretty easy to headline. A, I, I get when you're doing a live show being like, hey, we're still live. Yeah. We're still live. Mm-hmm. We're still live. But just for Kentucky to get the one of the marquees. On a night that they're not playing. Slow Monday. I mean, <laughs> Mondays are relatively a little slow. Duke did get a win. and then, But I would say the story of the night, something that could sustain you for a two-hour show, however long they go, would be Kansas losing get, a game by 29 points. Yeah. That, it that, never I happens. Like you could do 35 minutes. Easy. Is there big concerns? with? But no, it's just uh, Kentucky drives the... Did you see um, their guy Chris Mack? The conversation. Is uh, getting basketball. back into coaching? I did see that. I like, I, I'm all right with Chris Mack. I would like to get him back in coaching. I think Louisville fans ruined him so much that he was just like, I may be done with this stuff. I don't. But he's a solid coach. He needs yeah. to get at the right level. There was something. Xavier was a good job. Yeah, yeah. And there was something about the the match at Louisville where you thought it was going to work. He had some real Dixie Highway to him. I mean, he did marry a Dixie Highway gal. But I, I don't know. Just something was off there. Does he land a Power Six job? Probably not. I mean, maybe you could see. It feels more like uh, Archie going to the A-10. So, uh, like, didn't both Miller brothers? No, I guess Sean went back to Xavier. But Archie is at Rhode Island? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, c- I could see him being at A-10 sort of level. I don't, what about I don't, like a DePaul? If he wanted to. But do you really <laughs> want to go back to there? Like, that's a, it's a dead-end job. Not, not, poor, poor Peavy. Yeah. Yeah, you're. it's tough. We'll have lost them by 20. People forget that. Yep, yep. Uh, what else we got on the grab-and-go portion? The grab-and-go texter says, Local John here, good game day morning, guys. Let's go. We need to get this ship going in the right direction. The only time I ever accidentally said the wrong word on radio, this is TJ interjecting again, not the texter, but uh, was accidentally trying to say ship <laughs> and didn't say ship and was pretty mortified. I mean, not the end of the world, not the end-all, be-all. But... Yeah, so I'm always careful with that one. We need to get this ship. What if I just messed it up? <laughs> going in the right direction. First off, before doing my prediction, I just want to say Kansas sucks. Okay, I have the Cats winning. I'm 90% likely to put money on the Cats. This is my new way of making predictions for the Cats. I will never say my teams I like will lose, but I will never make a stupid bet. So hopefully this will make it look a little different when I say the Cats will win. We've got to go. Cat, you later. John, I think you got to dip ditch the Cat, you later thing. It's not working. Yep, not working. And and you haven't even been consistent on it, which I'm sure the inconsistency has messed this whole thing to Bolivia. Mm. And 
John, is it is? I also have looked in the mirror. I normally have a good shave routine. If Kentucky loses, I'll usually shave. If they win, I'll keep it going. I've been a little lazy on that lately. This could be on me too. But we all need to get back to our superstitious superstitions. I don't. I don't know if I have any for basketball. No, huh. no, no lucky shirts. Um, no, because every no time lucky socks. I, I kept trying some lucky shirts on, and they were all unlucky. Speaking of shame, I wear my wedding socks like when I really need good luck. I almost wore them Saturday, and I was like, nah, we're going to beat Gonzaga. I don't need the wedding socks today. <sighs> and uh, I guess maybe that's on me, too. Sorry, Scoot. I, I, no worries. I saw the picture you posted yesterday, Roush. Seven years ago, you came home. Yep. So you were 25 when you first shaved your head? Well, I also shaved my head throughout high school and stuff, and I just kind of... Because you needed to, or you No, that, to? that was like a fun, and we all just shaved our heads, mm. cut each other's hair. But when you were 25, you felt like you just needed to go full uh, ball? I, you know, I, it, it was probably a year too late, too. That is wild. You looked really good in the picture, Roush. Yeah, like you, Like, it's, it's you know, I've got, I've happily got a, married, but, like, you, you look kind of like you got a little, like, sex appeal to you. Oh. Like, um, you've what got look that who's look, coming like, to town? Like, it may should be, should be your, like, header on stuff. Like, you look a little seductive, a little sensual. Like, you, like you've got a story behind those eyes, and people want to find out what it is. It would be an update for my current uh, profile picture, which was taken in 2015. I need an update on mine. It's the, it's the side profile. You can hardly – I need an update on mine. But if I had something like yours on the – Well, like getting the haircut? Mm-hmm. I would probably maybe scratch out like the beards and the mustaches on your on your gown, but besides that, <laughs> it's a good picture. You look younger. You've aged like crap. <laughs> Another texter on the Thornton's text line. Uh, we'll just work our way up from the bottom. Well, if we do that though, then then we we'll, we'll get more and we won't see him. So okay, we'll just start here. A uh, texter says Biden was closer to Lincoln's presidency than his own. Is that true? I think that is actually true. He was born closer to yeah. Um, if he was born, yeah, that would make sense. He was born be, in 42. So that would be, oh, just under 80 years. In, yeah, yeah. he's 81 now. Huh, old man. Um, 78 years versus 77 years. He wow. was 77 years born away from the end of Lincoln's presidency wow. and 78 years from his own presidency. Well, that's weird. That's kind of, that's, I mean, it's wild that the numbers are so close, too. Yeah, he's an old man. Edie would shoot 32 free throws, and our team would shoot 12 if Kentucky played Purdue. I can't wait till they freaking lose in the tournament. God, I can't Did wait. Did they play IU this weekend, past weekend? Uh, yeah. Man, well, that like, game used to be you, you couldn't miss it, and they now could. they just play and I didn't even know it. And he had a three, didn't he? That, yeah, I freaking banked it in. First one of his career. I was so ticked. Did um, Purdue, how, what was his final score? Uh, I think they won by 20, 22, something like that. But the it was so annoying because the broadcaster had just talked about how Zach Eady's not doing the things, or he's not worried about doing the things for the NBA because he's doing what he can to help his team win in college. And when he gets to the NBA, he'll worry about the outside shot. And then two minutes later, he hits his outside shot. Okay. Not not I mean, a fan I of the, if the NBA. Really wanted Zach Eady. That thing would have happened about three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan of the Gus Johnson eight p.m. Fox Saturday nights. Man, their audio issues. They they had all kinds of audio issues. It was not good. Mm-hmm. Didn't get didn't get to watch. Didn't didn't check it you out. You didn't miss much. Uh, another texter. We're gonna head to a break here. Uh, it's a lot. Uh, prob- yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll just stop it there. Okay. Um, <laughs> hour one done. We're gonna talk more cats versus Mississippi. We may get some offensive coordinator talk as well. I know the text line brings that up, so we'll get nice. into it. 
Uh, we'll get into anything. You text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll read in the second hour. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big O. Roll Call. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. Happy Fat Tuesday to you. Go listen to some jazz music, funky music that we've got here on Kentucky Roll Call. Get you some king cake. Maybe you'll get the baby. I was thinking listen to Fat Joe. Mm, lean back. Yeah, Little Fat Joe on your Fat Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like never uh, never gotten the baby. So we had some controversy with the baby. Oh. I'll make it, I'll make it brief. But we brought some to like a family get-together and probably it only got half eaten. Some people didn't like it. How do you not like king cake? It's cinnamon roll. It's a cinnamon roll. Yeah, very. I mean, goodness, it's a soft, gooey, delicious. It's so gooey, roll. so tasty. Um, regardless, but so we took some home, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna have one more. I mean, it may have been the next day. It may have been that night. Who knows? Like I said, I've got a, I've got a sweet tooth, and I'm, I'm blaming my wife for it. So I get home, and I cut off like one more little tiny piece, and that piece that I cut off. The baby's on the other end of the piece and, like, falls out while I'm moving the piece over. So I'm not counting that as me getting the baby. It really should have been whoever cut that last piece. I think they they found it and they just put it, like, on the side. Why do you not want the baby? Don't you, you want, want the baby? You want the baby. The yeah, baby's okay. good luck, but, like, I, that's not me getting the baby. It wasn't – I want to bite into a piece. You want to bite the baby, and that baby. You like, want to bite the baby's head off. Yeah, it kind of seems the plastic. Kind of yeah. seems like the universe wanted you to have the baby, TJ. It wasn't in my piece though. It was on the side of my. Yeah, piece. but it it came out of that piece and towards your piece. Listen, I think I I'm think a that's big a sign. fan of side pieces. This one, <laughs> not as much. I'm not counting it, Roush. So I also have never had the baby. I'm counting it, and it and and it does not matter. The baby was I. It looked different than I thought it was going to look. What a weird tradition! Putting a baby in a cake. What? <laughs> really? Like that is so strange. Yeah, I mean, but then the next day we put ashes on our foreheads too, and walk true. around all day. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of um, yeah humans. Strange. Yep. We're going to hear from some strange humans on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Oh, if you have the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app, they buy one, get one free donuts by tomorrow. Yeah. Wow, they're really making it tough for the people giving up donuts for Lent. Let's get them today. Yeah, uh, I did not get that. I wonder. makes me wonder if I'm not included. Thornton's always has great stuff. That's why they're all around Louisville, throughout Kentucky. Stop at one today. Make sure you're a Refreshing Rewards member, like Roush said. You'll get special discounts, save money at the pump each and every time. Got a couple uh, political texts. Can't imagine Rick Nash in 2024 still believing Russia colluded in the 2016 elections. Hunter Laptop was Russian disinfo. Biden got more votes from his basement while eating 
No. Uh, and COVID came from a bat. I guess we all can't be as good as using the internet. I, I didn't say that. I said Russia had cyber attacks and a lot of misinformation. And yeah, they also said probably thinks Epstein killed himself. Yeah. Um, I don't do really you think Taylor Swift and Travis Kel Kelsey are psyops? No, I do not. You think uh, they're actually in love? Sure. I really enjoyed some of the viral moments from their celebration. I mean, that. you see that kiss they shared? They're definitely in love. I loved all of the memes of her patting him in the belly. My favorite was my wife after leaving Costco, and I just had six hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did we did we talk about Jason Kelsey at all showing up to Vegas looking like Alan from The Hangover? No, but that was funny. That was freaking hilarious. He's living his best life. <laughs> he is. Uh, seems like he's having a lot of fun. That's cool. Good for that guy. The the wife did ask if I thought that like Travis and Taylor were a conspiracy theory, and I was like. I could see it. Could you just see those two people? Like, how would they ever meet up by themselves? No, that's she, why it would make totally more sense. It's totally different than, she, like, everybody else that she's ever been with. If she would have dated a quarterback, I would fall into that. But he's the tight end. He brought her a bracelet to a concert. The tight end that got paid the most money of any athlete to endorse Pfizer. Yeah, I mean, but that... I mean, all of his recent endorsement success happened, like right as all this stuff. Like I think that that those things timed out well because Travis Kelsey wasn't on every commercial until this year, and they started dating over the summer. Do we, do, so that's the conspiracy: is that she got him connected to the right people? That this is just like you play nice with the Illuminati and great thing. Like we're gonna make you rich, famous, popular, happy. Just go along with us. How do I get in touch with the Illuminati? Do, do, what, you, do what you need to do. <laughs> I think you need to be famous, and then you need to buy into it. He's glycod famous, baby. <laughs> Always just sounds like a medicine. <laughs> you better take your medicine. <laughs> Another texter says, this fan base is cooked. I actually thought yesterday was a nice little bounce back day for the fan base. I was happy to see it. Um, because there is truth to it, Roush, that like, this is the team we got. And uh, it has not been fun, especially this last month. has not been fun. But this is the team that Kentucky's got. We'd like to see it at full strength or the starters healthy, if nothing else. And let's see if they can figure this thing out. Let's hope that they do. We know offensively they can put up points against anybody. Just can they figure out the other things? I totally see either side of that argument. If somebody just wants to say, no, like we don't need any more evidence. This team isn't very good. They don't do the small things that good winning basketball teams have to do to win, and that's not something that you can just plant and grow in the matter of a month. And then the other people saying, well, they've never been healthy. They've never been healthy. Not one game this season. It's February 13th. Not one game this season has Kentucky played at full strength. Once they get that, they can gel. They can mesh. The talent's there. And it doesn't really matter what seed you are in the NCAA tournament because everybody's got to play the games at that point. You saw in 2014 them come out of the eight spot. It can happen. I can see that too. My opinion, unfortunately, would probably side a little bit more with the former. Strictly because like, you, you shouldn't have to be teaching going and crashing the boards. You shouldn't be teaching having to dive on the floor and go after balls. Well, in... So the next extra point, John Welch's defense has failed us. I don't really know how it's related to John Welch, but just... The, They're being sarcastic. Yes. Um, but Sack and I were kind of going back and forth last on online yesterday, and 
should you really be still trying to figure out pick and roll defense? Oscar, we thought Oscar was a problem. And there's a constant here. This team's bad at pick and roll defense too. Yeah, I I think that there's probably there's probably some truth to it. Some um, of it's on like, the player. Some the of it's on the coaches. And the thing that's frustrating about the coaches' angles too, like Cal is not a bad basketball coach. You're just not in this position if you are. He makes mistakes. If you think that things have caught up to him, the game has slipped him by, passed him by. Maybe you're right about those things. Maybe you're wrong. I, I I'm I'm not to say, but he obviously knows how to coach basketball. He's had some of the most elite defensive teams in the history of the sport. Let that sink in. He knows how to coach. That being said, whatever is has happened the last few years, Roush, specifically in in this, in the pick and roll format or setting, since we're talking about it, mm-hmm. it's just not working anymore. Whether it's the player's fault, then it still falls back on the coach because you can't keep having death by 16 billion paper cuts. There's a lot of paper cuts. Man, I got one the other day. Hadn't had one in a while. Mm. Oh, I saw the daughter get one and it like broke my heart. I was like, oh, that's the worst. Like I saw it on like slow time, like the paper. Yeah, I was like, just, ah! Yeah. Worst place to get a paper cut. I mean, you always get them on your finger someplace. Yeah. I mean, that's... Well, I've got a story for you. Have y'all ever... <laughs> I was just going to say, have y'all ever gotten one between your fingers? Well, like in, in the webbing? Yeah. That is the most painful thing of all time. That's kind of where I had mine, but it was a little bit more up, so I didn't have to deal with it as much. But yeah. Mm, not fun. Another texter, 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line says, rule number one for this team moving forward should be three of your four guards on the court at all times without any exception. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd- yeah. Well, and there was also a part two where I was like, well, maybe you don't have to. And then no, I think we're just at the point like, no, just play the guards. They're good. And the biggest thing I have overall is, TJ, how many – Cal doesn't play with deep rotations. He doesn't. He always narrows it down this time of year. He doesn't make it – he doesn't expand roles. It makes sense for him to narrow it down and to only play your best players because it's getting to it's cutting time. Now, like, you know, we just want to win. The reason we're being nitpicky about all this stupid stuff is because they've lost three straight home games and they've lost, what, four out of their last six. I mean, it's a ridiculously bad streak. For any college basketball team, let alone Kentucky basketball, let alone the seasons UK has been coming off of the last few years. But, like, if Jordan Burks comes in tonight for three minutes in the first half, Roush, I'm not going to flip my lid. I'm not going to freak out. Like, it's not small substitutions that really bother me. Really, there's issues with substitutions. It's just not the avenue that I'm going down to attack. I know some people are, and that's fine. We probably should... Travel all avenues with the, the current state of Kentucky basketball. Yeah. Mine is more just why why aren't you winning, simply and dumbly put, but why aren't you making the winning plays? How is that missed on this group? Yeah, you guys are all expected mm-hmm. to be NBA stars, and you didn't get here to this level by just going through a walk in the park, but maybe they did. You know, that's one of the things with freshmen. Uh, everybody always wants to guess what they're going to be or if they're bust or this is a bad class, but sometimes – I think Justin Edwards, not to call him out, but I think he's a, an example of this. He actually plays hard, I, I think, for the most part. But he's clearly got the high school level. Things came easy to him. Oh, yeah. Just his athleticism. Not that he didn't work hard to get to that level, but just in a high school game, when you watch his highlight tapes, it's just, I can out-physical somebody. Mm-hmm. I can blow by somebody. I can out-jump somebody. 
Uh, my range is too much where if they come out and guard me, then see you later. I'm going right by them. And maybe didn't have to rely on diving on the floor at the high school level. But DJ, DJ and Bradshaw both did all the little things. But, of course, we haven't had a fully healthy DJ for over a month. So it's like even when I'm rationally and and these these this should be what's going on with Kentucky fans. And even when I try to rationalize out thing, this little voice in my head is like, yeah, but that thing. Well, you can't forget about. It. I mean, that's a fair criticism. You need to remember that too, though. And it's true. This is a complicated issue with UK basketball. You have a great. We have a team that we think is full of really really good players, but it's not working. Well, and I think there is. Even though I hate doing lineup talk because it's, I feel like you can just find the right solution and stick with it no matter what but if you are going to put your Jordan Burks in make sure he's surrounded by the other starters and the other scores right like if you're going to make some of these you have to set these players up for success it can't be Jordan Burks that doing you go like then there's I mean who's the scorers out there right like that that's how it works and do you want a balls on the floor usual starter doesn't dive on it Cal needs to send a message. Like, what do you do in those situations? I'm I'm fine with because qu- his Dillingham quote yesterday, and, and not not to cut you off, but no, his no, Dillingham quote yesterday, like you can disagree with it, and I'm I'm right there with fans where it's like, how do you not have that guy in the game late? But then you hear Cal rationalize it out, and you don't have to agree with it, but you have to at least understand what he's saying. My my thing is, if you're going to do the quick hook on something like that, just sit him down for a minute or two. <laughs> you don't have to sit him for. In perpetuity, right? Just quickly, here and there. You don't have to reward the other guy that much or punish. You don't have to be as punitive or as... Yeah, get him re- get him to the bench for 30 seconds and chew his ass out and get him back in there. Yeah. And be like, this is how you lose games. You like yeah. what happened against Gonzaga, Florida, Tennessee, you name it. If This is why it's happening. That play right there. Get your ass back in there and don't let it happen again. Yeah. And then the question is, what happens when it happens again? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That that's the that's the issue. But they're in. They're in. Do you have any take on this, or Roush? You I, I just wanted to say that I agree with you that most of this though is lineups and blah blah. blah. A lot of it execute when you can't just run up and down the court. Like when the game gets shrinks, end of half, end of game, they've got to be better. I don't know how they could possibly be this bad. They just have to be better. And there's no more. We we endured plenty of those games back in the day, early Cal eras where. They're missing game-winning shots, and things aren't going right on the road. But you're at home now. Make those plays. You have to develop that callus. There's no more time to figure out how to close out games. You have to figure out how to close out games now because the same problems that were happening against Kansas in November are still here in February. You're not learning from your lessons. They have to learn now, or else it's not going to to pay off in March. I'm still at a point with all this where it just doesn't really make sense to me. Because, I mean, I, I this team was one thing coming into the season, and I still kind of look at this team as that one thing. Just a bunch of ta- uber-talented, a lot of athleticism. So I don't I don't understand how they're continuing to find ways to lose games. It's it's kind of baffling for me. Because you, got to, you, you just have to find, like, it's... You just either have winners or, or you, you have people that, that can't find ways to win. Against good teams, meaningful games... These games matter as much to the teams that, like, Kentucky, I don't think, for some of these games, haven't matched the intensity or the want. But the Gonzaga game should have been that. Uh, Tennessee's arrival, to get pushed around the way that you did in your own gym against, that's those things, like, these sentences and these conversations, 
that's what makes me nervous and worried that it's never going to work. You're at home in a great atmosphere. The crowd's giving you every reason to wake TF up, and you're still just getting beat to loose balls. That should never happen. And that's not something that I think you could – like we talked earlier in the year about can the defense get better or they are what they are. I don't really know if they've gotten better. I don't know if they've gotten worse. It's just been different issues in different games. But regardless of where you stood on the defensive thing, there was a lot of time to figure it out. I just don't know how much time you have figured out making winning basketball plays. Like, again, I know it, it sounds like coach speak. I, some people would love more specifics, but it, it's just when they throw it in the block, not letting a Gonzaga player who's not even going to sniff the NBA make just like the slightest little shimmy right, get you on, get the weight on you, and then boom, drop the drop step basket, you're toast. You just can't, you know, you just can't do those things. There's a million little things that add up with this Kentucky basketball team, and it gets concerning. Now, Cal, on the flip side, he's saying all the right things. I do want to, well, maybe this wasn't the right thing for you, but I do at least want to say the Dillingham quote since we brought it up. He said um, he wasn't playing bad, bad, but he was minus 13 in the first half, and the group in the second half was doing a lot of good. They took the lead. They they, They were playing well and he just didn't feel comfortable putting him back in the game after sitting him for so long. Which, again, you need to put him back in the game. It's Robert freaking Dillingham. Robert Dillingham went out of his way to get John Calipari a cake for his birthday on Saturday. Oh, so don't give Cal cake. He won't play <laughs> He you. won't play. It must have been no good cake, I guess. But, like, again, that I, UK had a group in in the second half. They were clicking. They were rocking and rolling. Rupp was loud and fun. I get what Cal's saying about that. But at the end of the game, it's still a top projected five or ten draft pick. Put him in. You got to put him in. 502 414 is the Thornton sex line. They're, they're, you should be conflicted about all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it would we would feel less conflicted if they won more games. And we wouldn't be having the nitpicky conversations yep. either. Just just uh, win, baby. And, and that, at the end of the day, you're putting yourself in positions to win. Either you go out and you grab the win or you let the other team do it. And it's embarrassing how frequently they've let the other team steal wins from them. In their own building, no less. So was it Todd Golden or Nate Oates who couldn't wait to send that text to Doster? Anonymous coach. Anonymous I, coach. I've never seen Doster post an anonymous coach quite like that after another loss. I know it's Kentucky and everything is different, but sometimes you can't help but laugh. Yeah, and again, you, you can make a case that the like Doster and Goodman are goobers. Make no mistake about that. But you can make a case some of that's on Cal too. Nobody made him be so unfriendly to quite literally ninety nine percent of media. And I'm not saying that he's unfriendly or rude to him. Jeff Goodman's got some story about it. he tried to get me fired. Um, but he could be friendlier with local media. He could be friendly with us. And you may have more people going to bat for you, which there's a, another text about that a little bit later on, so we'll get to that a little bit later on. I hate the OC hire. Stoops had a chance to make a splash, and he went with a ripple. Ooh, love this. Love this. Um, because that is a common theme. And you you're seem to be kind of on this ship a little bit, maybe not as strongly worded, TJ. My question for the big splash, though, who who would fit that criteria for you? Like Will Stein would, I think, w- was a name that people would would 
have definitely been all in on. And that's really it. Like, as far as, like, a feasible thing, but you're not going to get him because they just got the best quarterback out of the portal. They're a top-10 team. Like, it's just, they have they have Oregon Nike money. I, and I, they're coming to the Big Ten, don't forget. People people do forget that. It that, That's just where a lot of it is for me is even a name that people sold themselves on. Bush Hamden has more experience than Buster Faulkner. We just like the fact that he coached Brock Rannigriff before, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. So, uh, as far as a big splash, Liam Cohen was a big splash, and you've been kind of cleaning up his mess for three years. He was he was good in that first year, and he left you early, and it just it, it made a mess. He opened a window for you, and then uh, made the window messy and dirty, and you couldn't get through it. Or there's like a screen there, and I, it was all bad. But I agree with that. I mean, a lot of this comes down to just the timing with Liam Cohen, and it it puts. All everything with UK football in a tough spot. Yeah, uh, I get that. I just you you could things have just been trending in the wrong direction with UK football from a momentum standpoint, and this would be a way to just get like a nice shot in the arm. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna. Is, not gonna is, hold it to. I'm not gonna hold it against them. It's, it is Cohen's timing that caused most of this. I mean, we thought Rich Gangarello was a great hire. You know. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, I wasn't crazy about it. I was like, but you're like, oh, we got the 49ers quarterback coach on a short notice. This is great. Yeah. I mean, you could talk yourself into it. Right. And Eddie Grand was kind of a blah hire, Mm -hmm. but it had to be the right hire. Stoops was getting fired, and it was a great hire. It got stale at the end because he didn't have the right quarterbacks coached and the right quarterback. But, you know, that's where all this, I, I, I'm not going to try to oversell or undersell too, because I, I think of of all of the potential candidates, he had one of the better resumes out there, and um, I think he can do some stuff that's exciting. But also, you he has to go do it, right? Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, maybe maybe it works out. And guess what? If it doesn't, you can always just go hire a different offensive coordinator. We've learned. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> always. You more. just do it again. Yep. You know, we've done it uh, every every, every year. other year. Yeah. And, and we'll we'll root for him. We'll feel like I think. I mean, at least I'll think. And Roush, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Bush, you're gonna be coming into some good pieces. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's this shouldn't be. Uh, well, you know, the 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 cupboard was left bare, and I was getting my feet wet in the SEC, and we yeah, one year was it was gonna be a struggle. It can't be a struggle. No, no. Be he ready should, to he should be able to hit the ground running. Um, and you know what that. That also might be good to not have the NFL sort of like, oh, we're going to be the NFL and blah, 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 blah. Like, just go out and be a damn good college football program. Yep. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, I can't believe our fans are jumping ship before the season's over. We ride these kids and coach until March. Nick wants Cal out so all the money can go to football. It is your fault, Roush, when you think about it. Gosh, I was so mad, Saturday. It is – it, I even told my wife, I'm like, why? I, I I was in a good, healthy place with my fandom, and here I am just fuming. Good. It's nice to feel, though, right? It's nice that you still can I'm, get those. I'm tired of feeling angry. Yes, yes I'm I am. So too. tired of it. It's yes. just like, and also, the, the part that's more frustrating is Cal was. I mean, we were there for the first, we were in school during early Cal when it was the best. And now, it's like, how, how is that guy doing this to me? He He made me so happy. What what is going on, Cal? Yeah, and nobody wants it. Nobody want everybody. Not I shouldn't say everybody, but many people wanted this to go out on Cal's terms. Everybody happy. Great terms, yeah. Um, gotta gotta have a March run. Mm-hmm. That's that's the great 
thing about this stupid sport, it's the worst thing and the great thing, is all this can be for naught. This can all just be a blimp on the radar if you go on a deep march run. The issue is if you can't close out Florida and Gonzaga, both bubble teams, on your home gym in a month, how are you going to be able to close out potentially a one seed to make a to make a Sweet 16 yeah. coming out of the eight spot? Oh. A texter says, my God, you guys are nailing it on the ball screen defense. Cal's teams have struggled with it since he's been here. It's elementary stuff, and he just can't coach it. It's been covered up or hidden some years better than others, but this year has been by far the worst. At this point, I say switch everything, and I take my chances. Could it get any worse? Well, that's what he did for the most part, and it, that's why the 2015 defense is great because you have Willie Cauley-Stein who could switch off and guard anybody. Mm-hmm. Or you're just help defense was so good at the rim that it you were still able to defend it. So I in this defense you have people that aren't great defenders just naturally based on their God given talent. And then you also mixing that in makes it the ugliest is you have people that don't have no clue where they're supposed to be. See in that that just the, getting lost, taking dumb chances. That's the part that is I mean you have to take a I, I, I as somebody who I, I was never gifted quite like they are. So, you know, I had to try. But, like, there's part of it where isn't there some personal pride here where you just, I don't know, want to know where your teammates are supposed to be, where you're supposed to be, where your defender is? Like, there, there's just some very basic stuff that I just can't comprehend how they get lost as often as they do on help defense. I can tell you one thing about that stretch on Saturday when they just kept scoring in the post. If I was one of the Kentucky bigs, I promise you I'm having just fouling the them. hardest foul. Oh, my gosh. That, Putting my that, elbow that, into their neck. And like, there's no way. I'm not going to try to hurt them. I'm going to try to keep it clean in the context of the sport. But, like, I'm sending – you're going to be thinking about this foul the next few times well, you go on the I block. Mean, Brad, because I'm not stopping you anyway. So, you know, <laughs> God forbid you're going to go shoot hey, some free throws this if, time. At least Aaron Bradshaw, he tried, like, hugging that uh, EK by the waist that one time. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still just, like, the saddest Man, the, the, the force flop foul. bugs me about Bradshaw is that, like, all right, you're, you're rather thin. I get that how you could get a shoulder put into you. But he'll also get, like, shook. Like how are you? You know, like how are you getting beat in footwork on the block? I, I get the muscle thing; that's something you just have to give up. But the fact people are able to get him on his hip and just spin by him, or do the old little like just jab step one two to get him all flustered, unacceptable stuff. And it, and Sack had a tweet about all this, and then we'll take our last break here. But he he texted in to Kentucky roll call October sixteenth, yep. and said this: "I hey roll call." You guys are the best-looking podcast us radio show in the biz. Funniest. Funny, too. Oh, It's so all around great. awesome. Uh, the text continues. I hope we have reached a point where it's okay to sneak some quick hoops talk in here. Because uh, this is the middle was, of October. That was when I was, uh, yeah, fighting it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me and Sack went at it. I actually am less worried about a scenario where Bradshaw and Ugo miss significant time than I am for the scenario where we play Trey at the five, Adu at the four, we look amazing, and then struggle to integrate the seven-footers into everything right at SEC play is beginning when they're both healthy. I mean, it's, it, it is – I I really got to give Sack credit because the season hadn't started yet, and he had the timing correct. So that, that part of it was impressive. And we – I don't think either of us were 
on the side of all the seven footers are going to ruin everything. I, I don't think we were. As, no, we knew that there would be a transition period to it, but we, we didn't were, think it would be this bad. We were excited. We thought that they were going to be the fix for the defense. That yeah. they could help, not the fix, but we thought that they were going to help things defensively. And you they had, had times, made things worse defensively. You, you had times where you had the you go box game, and you're like, okay, here we, still we go. Lost that game, you know, like. Mm -hmm. That his big game against Florida, you still lost. You still couldn't get enough stops. You weren't blaming the bigs for that, and that's why I think overall, I this team can upset any team. They can make a run in the tournament, but I, I'm not as optimistic as others are, and it's just because of those little things. Because of, like, one game, it's the bigs getting beat defensively. The next game, it's the guards getting beat defensively. Uh, one game, it's just them not trying hard enough and doing the effort plays. Another game... It, it just a bad, a rare bad shooting night from this great shooting night. It just seems like there's too many excuses for why it could be their night in March, where normally it's like, uh, you know, well, a month ago we were like, you know what, we know how this team's going to lose in March. There's just another team's going to be shooting really well, and they're not going to be able to defend them, and then they're going to have a slightly off night, and boom, that's how it's going to end. I'm not so sure that's how it's going to end. Kentucky could be on fire, Roush, and just not get enough stops defensively, and because of a few loose balls here and there, boom. Your season's over, just like that. There could be a million different things that mm -hmm. in this team's tournament run, and that's why I'm not as confident as I had been. There's high school me that's arguing with the one Duke fan that was in my class who I just tell him, live by the three, die by the three, and here I am. I'm like, oh, God, how did I get myself in But that's not even really so much it is because you can be living really well by the three, and then you look up I mean, and the other team's this, also living well by the three. The sad and, part is, is – uh, they weren't even living by three. Reeves and Reed attempted five threes, six threes, something like that. Yep. Shoot more, Antonio. Antonio Reeves, only two three-point attempts in a game. What? Let's take our last break, come back. We'll keep reading text into the show. It's game day edition, and again, the beauty of all this is mm. the conversation, as it did, unfortunately, in a negative way. It can all change quickly with a little thing called a winning streak. Uh, can't get that tonight, but you can avoid a losing streak, a, a really bad losing streak, so we'll we'll – Cross our fingers. Hope for that. More roll call after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky plays a basketball oh, game tonight, no. and the season ain't over. So, I, win uh, tonight. I don't think you're going to win at Auburn, but like be competitive in that game. Give us something to feel good about moving forward, and let's see if they can get this thing figured out, Roush. How did uh, how did you feel about the Rupp Arena clapping performance during on on UFK? <laughs> Thought it was fine. Didn't I was very disappointed didn't, in the Florida notice, game. Didn't notice one it, way or just another. Just not is people weren't in tune. People, uh, we need we need better. Get your claps together. Make a clap. So you wouldn't give the clapping a five star review. Nope. Well, two claps. That's it. Shady Rays has some five star reviews. What if I told you they had over three hundred thousand five star reviews? And they should. What's great too about Shady Rays? Not only if you break them they'll get them back to you with their replacement prayer promise you just gotta 
cover a little processing fee. They're pretty durable. My kid loves to take my glasses off, put them back on my head, but like not really. And then you just kind of place around with them for a little bit. Yeah. Kids love them, but they're durable. Well-made. They look sharp. Got a compliment uh, on them the other day. So I'm, as this bad boy started warm up this spring, make sure the sun isn't getting in your eyes. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX, 40% off at checkout. Yeah, and right now I'm on their website, free $25 gift card for orders above $100. Kind of cool. They're always giving back, sometimes even to the community. Well, not sometimes, every time. Help feed hungry folks in America with each and every purchase at ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX at checkout. All right, we need to check out these texts into the text line. Let's do it. 502-414-1450 is the number. Uh, texter says, Cal Devender here till Saturday. Finally broke me. I'll always be a fan of his, but something happened in the past 10 years. Decision-making isn't the same. He tightens up too much in close games. Still think we can make a crazy great run with his team, but I'm not as confident about it because of what I saw Saturday. Not playing Dillingham was criminal. No excuses. Go smaller. Play them together if you have to. At least it does seem like he is self-aware, though, and he's not... At least what Cal was trying to do, it, it felt like he was trying to throw some stuff against the wall while injuries were happening. But since the last loss, he's self-aware to adjust and know that, all right, I'm just not going to only play the bigs. Because how, how many times did we, was there a conversation about, does Cal know what he's doing? Why isn't he playing this guy or this guy? At least that, that there's not... Um, we're, we're not at odds with one another. We all kind of seem to be on the same page on, hey, Kentucky was playing really good when they went small ball, so let's go back to it. And he's starting to say that. He's saying things that I don't, again, I, I'm not one that's going to get worked up whether I totally agree with what Cal says or disagrees with what Cal says. And he was saying the right things last night. That I thought he did, that was a good coach's show for him. But it almost reiterates our, our concerns. And our issues. And nothing he can say one way or another matters unless you just win. Again, like mm -hmm. when we talk about the lineups and who to play and who not to play, everybody's going to have an opinion on that stuff. Everybody's going to have an opinion on what Cal's opinions are about things. But you know what people won't have an opinion on is enjoying a win. Just win. Win. It'll take care of all that stuff. He said last night, we got to get more physical. We got to come up with the 50-50 balls. We got to try to get 10% better on the defensive end of the floor. Like these are not things you're saying in February. Maybe after a game you say like, yeah, they beat us through the 50-50 balls. You can't have that happen. But you don't like to have to be coaching physicality. That's a miss and it's that it's a shame that we're here. It's a shame that we're in that position. Now, nothing you can't fix over a month, hopefully. Fingers crossed maybe. But running out of time. Mhm. Mm it's getting late. A texter says I wrote mine about how you shouldn't have to pick up dog poop from other people's yards during walks, talking about that important essay we had to write in grade school. Oh, yeah. I, listen, I pick up my dog's poop. I'm just not going to cry and kick and scream if somebody in my yard doesn't pick up their dog's poop because it's just poop. Yeah, just, it's just, just just a little poop poop. Just a little poop. Mm -hmm. Season isn't over, but regardless of outcome, I do think the Cal era in Kentucky is coming to a close. I know people have enjoyed Cal. Nervous about change, but take it from someone who enjoyed Patino and Tubby years. It will be okay and fun again. That is something that um, needs to be reiterated. So, again, I, I don't – anybody 
you've seen it. You've seen every different opinion when you've been doing this long enough. I think the people that don't want to move on from Cal, I don't think it's a fear of I think what's next. I think it is. I, I, don't, I, I don't. This is a good, good radio yeah, conversation. Yeah. Why do you think that? Because a lot of the people I see it from are younger that don't know any different than Cal. Interesting. So I think there's a fear of like, this is this is the way we've done it. This is how we've always done it. What's next? Um, because they haven't seen next. There, there's other ways to skin a cat, right? You can you can play tubby ball and play awesome defense with four-star sure, guys. We've seen national champions, not necessarily even at Kentucky, but at Kentucky. You've seen different styles of plays win yeah. all over. So I, I think that's why there is a little bit of a, the younger generation – is less hard on Cal, but a little bit harder on Stoops because they don't they don't remember that like seven and five was the best years of our lives in football, and that and they don't remember the other stuff too. The thirteen years without a Final Four, which we're kind of getting close to encroaching to, but that was that was bit, Tubby's big long. problem. Is Tubby was great in the regular season, mid recruiter, but good enough, and he just lost, he lost too many early dates. That that one in 05 was the one that really. Felt like it was the final blow for Tubby that you were at in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I cried afterwards. It was uh, awful. Li- literal tears. Should, should have won that game. Ronda was, was on the bench in foul trouble. Cruel way to lose a basketball game, too. To go through the whole Patrick Sparks thing and then still the emotions not get to go to a final all. four. Uh, but I will say this Sparks long- got fouled, by the way, too. Oh, he got totally been, fouled. Yeah, it should have been yeah. an and one. Um, absolutely. Still should have won that game. I think in the first overtime or the second overtime, Kentucky got up by like four or five, which in an overtime you should feel like. Yeah. That's we can kind of exhale. Five is like basically ten. And uh, they didn't. They still lost. Tubby Tubby never went back to that final four. But I do remember in twenty eleven. I mean, I remember in twenty ten. I I remember in two thousand five. I remember those Elite Eight games being like, for the love of God, I haven't really enjoyed a Final Four in my life. I was seven and ninety eight. So please, like, please get back to a Final Four. I need to feel this again. Or I need to feel it for the first time, really. And it sucks, guys. We're back there. Yeah, we're like, back we're, there. We're, we are. Yeah. And it's not fair that the 2020 season was taken away from us, but it was taken away from everybody, and that stinks. But the year but before, they had like, a chance, and then We're overtime. jonesing for a Final Four. It yep. shouldn't be this way. Yep. And I I hear you. I think it's more of like people are worried from a recruiting standpoint what's going to happen after Cal. But UK should get the realistic best available coach, almost anybody they want with a few exceptions. And they're not going to hire somebody that's not gotten players somewhere. Right. That's why I always hated the Glispie recruit when they hired him. Because I was just like, what has he really done at AM? Like, he's done solid, but like, how do we know that he's going to be able to come to Kentucky and take this to the next level? Whoever UK hires, I would hope. I don't trust Mitch Barnhart as far as I could throw him. And with that top button, it's like an anchor with yeah. his head. You can't throw him very far at all. Nope. They're going to hire somebody that has. Proven success, and you don't have proven success in today's college basketball without either showcasing you can work the portal or you're getting good recruits. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, even UConn, they have great recruits. They dominate the portal. Now, if you somebody could have been like if San Diego State or Florida Atlantic won the championship last year. that, But even, even all the same to showcase that you don't have to get elite talent post-life after Calipari. That being said, me personally, I'm – never going to be okay with seeing like the top in talent go elsewhere frequently 
am not coming to Kentucky. You're also a recruiting guy, too. I so am. So it, you prioritize so it a little bit more. whoever they hire, my point is they better be able to recruit to some extent, but I also will be okay with it not being a team full of freshmen, but if you have yeah. one or two good five stars, I'm cool with that. And Cal's tried that for what it's worth. He's tried everything, and that's why this kind of feels like the end of the rope. Because, because he's going back to the year, original like, well. All right, yeah. you had NBA talent. You've done the transfers. You've done it all. We've loved it. We love you. Mm-hmm. At least I, I, I like the guy. Uh, personally, really, really respect the hell out of him. But it w- I just think if it doesn't work this year, it may be try- time to just try something just different. Fun, quick question for you, Scoots. Um, because Kyle Tucker tweeted out if he loves Dan Hurley. Loves him some Dan Hurley. He said you call him five times before you call anybody else. Is UConn a better program than Kentucky? Would Danny Hurley leave UConn for Kentucky? Who? Um, that's kind of a loaded question. Two different questions there. Okay. I, I do not think that Dan Hurley would leave UConn uh, as as to which is the better program. I guess recently it's been UConn, but I mean. Overall, it's definitely Kentucky. Although I'm hesitant to get into this conversation with you based on our Louisville discussion <laughs> last week. Well, because my my thing is is Danny Hurley just wouldn't leave UConn because it's in the Big East. He loves Big East yeah. basketball. Like, why would he go to the SEC? It's the opposite of what he is. But I mean, I think Kentucky it'd could be probably double the salary. But, I I think Kentucky could probably get whoever they want. But I just I don't think Hurley would. But be an option. could. But if it was, I see. For me, it's just all about Hurley and that family being such prevalent in that conference but i think kentucky could hire uconn's head coach right i don't think that's i don't think that's unspeakable i don't think that's unheard of do you think him winning a national championship makes it more or less likely on the one hand hey i got you all your title now i want to go get paid double my salary and be in just you know the most basketball hungry city in the world He's already got a title, doesn't he? That's, that's what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. Does that make it more or less likely he would leave I think, UConn? I think if he were to replicate that effort this year and they were able to win the title this year, then maybe it would happen. Yeah. Or would it be like, hey, I've already got a championship. I've shown I can win one here. I'm a legend here already. Yeah. I'm just going to stick with it now that I've already established. I could see it either way. Yeah, Depends how I much he too. talks to Gino Ariema, I guess. Now that loyalty. Being, all that being said, is he would not go to Kentucky just to make this. Yeah, yeah he would not. Uh, you know, it's a fun conversation. We, 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 but, we would we would like him because he is a hard nosed screaming sob from the Northeast, and yeah. we love our coaches like that. But that that would not that would not work. Who out. would be option number one for you guys? It's it's true. Is he, your, is he your option number one? I'd be sold on him. Um, but what's your probably? first option, Roush? What's what's the one guy that you want more? Oh, I would love Danny Hurley. I w- I would. I love my coaches to be from the Northeast and to scream like fools and play hard-nosed defense, but I don't. That's not happening. He would be your for if you just got to get whoever you wanted. It, it would be Danny Hurley. The, the hard part about all this is there isn't like an easy answer here in any of them. Because who, who would yours be, TJ? Would you take uh, Rick Pitino? Yeah, I'd I'd love Pitino back, just, even if it is just a short-term thing. It'd be fun. Oh, I would I would want it just because of. The it would make content, the, the, the content. The I mean, it'd be every I'm, day doing I'm, sports radio in this town. There'd be nothing better I, 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 than that. I, I, I miss him. I miss him. But that being said, I don't think you know. I think Kentucky could get a coach that would probably that's not win, seventy win, win more. five years old. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, I, I everybody disagrees with me, and I'm I don't care. I'm all right with it. But I would want Will Wade to be UK's next basketball coach. Strong ass offer. Dude would recruit just as well as Calipari did. It'd be the same type of talent. That dude is a great X and O's coach. He is. 
I, I mean, just remember what he was doing at LSU before the bottom fell out. And the and he didn't get in trouble for like you know going out and banging a bunch of people or something like yeah, that. But the, here's my my counter though is, is is he won an NCAA tournament game? I don't know what his tournament records at, but that, that, I mean, it's that, at LSU and it's at McNeese. But he was getting players in VCU. there. Yeah, VCU. He like, probably he, won a game. Let's see. He went to the Sweet 16 at LSU. Yeah, he's won several tournament he games. He went to the Sweet 16 at LSU? Yeah, only one oh. Sweet 16. Interesting. I don't remember And, you that. know, they finished second. They were – Kentucky won the SEC by three games in 2020. They were second. So, they would have probably that, um, had a chance at it. That uh, – my, my bigger hang-up is I thought those teams were better and underperformed. That had um, – they they were pretty talented. I'm, I, He's I'm twenty one and three at McNeese State this year. I'm blanking on the names, but they had that really good forward. Um, they had a white guy. I don't know why I don't know any of their names on those teams that were talented for him though. For uh, for LSU for LSU yeah the white guys. That, that that he was a two guard that came off the bench, but the the four there was a forward that was really good for him that played forever, and I'm just blanking on their names right now. But it's it's neither here nor there. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Um yeah, I'm trying to think who you're thinking of as well. Cam Thomas was good for them. No, it wasn't him. This guy was around for a long time. People forget about Skylar Mays. Skylar Mays. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. He was there for a long time. Okay. Even though he wasn't a forward. But Javante Smart, Darius Days, that like that that was a pretty good team, Trinan Watford. But that being said, Mitch Barnhart would never hire Will Wade. So it ain't gonna be Will Wade. I would I, also I, think he would be farther down the like you, Scott Drew's recruited well. I would want Will Wade more than I, I'm, I want another. I want a guy for potentially ten years that's going to be here for a while and may rack up championships. I, I think Will Wade could do that. Scott Drew will be Mitch Barnhart's first call. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. If that day comes, but let's hope that you know we Kentucky figure this just thing like goes and, and wins the national championship. Yeah, and then That'd we, be cool. We can say how dumb these conversations were. Kirby says, "I know you guys are mad at Cal. I want to win too, but it's wild how quickly and how hard the media turns on Cal when he cuts them off." Kyle Cucker. Ooh, I like that. That's funny, Kirby. And the nerd can only tweet baiting comments now. Holier than thou, Kyle, is Al Nasso bending the knee to a proven cheater and scumbag. No repercussions. Bill Self all laying into Cal with every comment last year. It was puffpeace.com and besties. Heads up. Kansas has six losses now, Kyle. Don't mess up your narrative, though. Yeah, and I, I, I respect Kyle. The The issue is, like, a lot of media. Kyle's not alone in this. They, they do showcase if somebody's your buddy. How they spend things, and when somebody's not your buddy, well, how they don't spend things. Like, all, I mean, it is just true. It's just the way the media works. It's, it's also easy. Cal is, has low hanging fruit with some of his criticisms because they're just very obvious and shortcomings. Cal, and Cal can make this easy on himself by being buddies with Cal. Like you know, when when Cal wants to do another nine thousand word article, maybe you just say yes. Like it wouldn't hurt. It, it wouldn't hurt to do that stuff. But again, I think Cal's whole thing is I. This is why I don't do it. Is because it's all just bogus, anyways. A texter says, Cal saying his own wouldn't help rebounding is hilarious. His own would undoubtedly help rebounding. I'm not even trying to be sarcastic or funny, but I just wonder if Calipari has a brain sometimes. He tries to justify his reasoning for not making coaching decisions when he's just 100% trying to help the draft stock of his players. He can try and say whatever he wants for not running his own, but he'll never be, will never do it because it doesn't help develop his players for the NBA at the end of the day. Let's just call it what it is. That's a horrible text. I mean, just a terrible text in so many different ways. One, a, a zone would not help their rebounding. It wouldn't. No, I don't think it hurt it. Like, I, I, they're not a great rebounding team. I mean, yeah. it would hurt it, but it, I don't. They're not a great rebounding team. They wouldn't be great in a zone. They they're, wouldn't they're, be great in man. They're bad. They ball watch too much, and yes. you can't ball watch as a zone 
Well, zone that like it it it, it begs you, for ball watching. Yeah, because you're you in have your to area. Know where you're... Oh, okay. There's the shot going up. Yeah. There it is. No, you got to go after and get it. Uh, secondly, if he was trying to project, protect his stock, wouldn't he get them out of getting blown by man to man every two seconds? Wouldn't a zone be like a good way to be like, mm. oh, well, for the team, I had to play a zone, but in man to man, you're just getting blown by. Wouldn't it be better for him to hide what is happening to his guys defensively? Um, yes, he he should try to develop his players, whether for the NBA or tomorrow's game. That's just practice. Here's a great question. Um, wouldn't you rather be great at offense and need to improve defensively to be a contender than great at defense and not be able to score? Seems like defense is something more likely to improve on in a pinch at this point in the season than inability to score. Thoughts? Interesting. Uh, either way, I mean, again, like Roush said earlier in today's show, we've seen teams win in every which way. The I think of Tennessee teams that just go ice cold in the tournament that were really good at defense but couldn't score. Yeah. Um, whereas, but you get like uh, Florida State back ten years ago, they had a mold of being really, really good offensively. They never had anything to show for it. Yeah, yeah. So Alabama. In oh, I think to your point though, Texer, I think you you're more likely to get hot on offense than you are to all of a sudden. Be good at defense. I just think defense normally travels. You can have a game where yeah, a player true. goes yeah. off, but like you can also be the offensive team where you can have a night off. Defense just doesn't matter what gym, what kind of whistle you're getting. You should just be able to defend if you're a good defensive team. So I lean towards defense, but it is wild how Kentucky has seemingly regressed defensively, though, because in the last six games where they're only two and four, I think they were something like 250th in defensive efficiency or something. I don't, I don't know how during this. Maybe it's just the bigs. Well, I think that's I think that would be an answer to that is that like they're getting they're not getting better. They are getting worse. It's because they're implementing new pieces and nobody it's not and it's, it's not poor, meshing for anybody. Communicating. And yeah, that is true. Yeah. We're wasting a lot we wasted a lot of time with all this. Like I don't know what it's gonna be that ends up working, like, you know, working for UK standards this mm-hmm. season. I don't think it's ever gonna be great. But we're gonna look back and be like, Oh, well, trying to get that guy minutes, that was a bust. Like yeah. trying to implement him, that didn't work out. Um, most likely. We'll see. A texter says, "I think it's funny how freshmen succeed more under Calipari than any other coach, but he has the, but he has all this talent raw. Maybe, maybe he just gets the most out of him, and he's a good coach. Whom's have thunk it? Like, congrats, you told on yourself not knowing ball. Last four losses were four lineups of juniors and seniors. Go fact check: Tennessee, Gonzaga, USC, Junior, Florida. Key players are all their old guys. Sooner other people realize that COVID has changed the current landscape of college hoops, the sooner they'll be less angry. Yeah, well, that, that's going away in next year. And, and secondly, again, like that's nothing new, though. That's yeah, nothing like, new. It's, like it's been, they've just always been all the guys, and Kentucky's been. You the knew outlier. this was a really important season for Kentucky basketball, and we knew the landscape of the of how things. And the Kentucky's got experience too. Also, definitely with scoots on the usher hug, very weird. They sent in the picture. <laughs> just Fair a hug, right. just a sensual hug. I'm worried I'm starting to see what the Cal haters see with some of these quotes. I realize he's trying to drive home a point about toughness and physicality, and rightfully so, uh, but can't come at the expense of the offense. That said, the story about Rob getting a cape was lovely. I don't think anything he said would be coming at the expense of the offense. I don't think he was like, I need to slow down the game or anything like that. I think the stuff about physicality and toughness is true. The issue is, why are we doing it in middle of February? Um, and the quotes, again, I think he's saying the right things. I'm just... I am mad that we're having to say that this is stuff you should be saying in October and November. Mm-hmm. The prospects of us returning to a small lineup has me excited. I hope it's true, and I hope Cal will stick with it throughout the remainder of the season. Whatever our ceiling is, I feel it can only be unlocked with small ball team. My only issue about like the small ball team, I think Trey Mitchell would have helped against Gonzaga, but, but I still a, yeah. I still think Gonzaga would have been able to do a lot of their sets. Yeah, 
and just kicked th- your ass with the pick. I roll. think it might, probably not as effectively, a, a little less efficient. My argument is just they would have scored more points because your bigs gave you three. Good point. Good yeah, point. yeah, yeah. I, um, good, great point. Actually. So finally, first game with Kentucky fully healthy. Is that going to happen tonight, TJ? <laughs> I say no. One more. Why not? Why not? No, not tonight. But the Cats do win 91-86. Take the break field over points. He's going to probably score 20. I think it's at 12. It's score way too low. Breaks off. But uh, Kentucky does get a win, but it's one that will be in classic Cal fashion where we're like, we won, but, and we'll we'll see what that but is tomorrow. Tune in at 7 a.m. Oh, I can't be wait to watch them, though. I haven't had my joy late, late, late night. Gonna Everybody be a late enjoy. Night. We'll be doing the postgame show. Real late postgame show. Hang with me. Be with it. Be with me. This is Roll Call. Have a happy Fat Tuesday. Uh-huh.